Chagiga Davchof Hei Amud Beis, Shir number two. We are four lines from the bottom by the Mishnah. The Mishnah is going to discuss a certain law regarding the believability of, of uh, pot makers, potters. And although it's not clear from the Mishnah, it's going to come out from, clear from the Gemara that this is another situation where we find a stringency by Truma over Kodesh. So the Mishnah tells us, um, First of all, there's a, a, a piece of information we need to know, that they, the rabbis forbade people from making pots, kilning pots, in, inside Yerushalayim, because the smoke would blacken the walls of Yerushalayim, and they didn't want that. So therefore, people who were trying to get pots, um, let's say, to use in the, in the sacrifices, they would only be able to obtain them outside of Yerushalayim. But the people outside of Yerushalayim will not necessarily be trusted that those pots are pure. And if they're earthenware pots, then you'd have to break them. So how are you going to be able to get earthenware pots to be able to use inside Yerushalayim? So they made a leniency that one could trust an Amaretz, a potter, um, if he came from outside of Yerushalayim, that his pots are pure. That was in order that so the people could actually have these pure pots to use inside Yerushalayim. Now, um, that level of believability was limited to within a certain zone. Only from a place called Modi'im, a town called Modi'im, and inwards towards Yushalayim, did the potters have this believability. But from outside of that zone, one couldn't believe them. So the, the Mishnah tells us, From this town of Modi'im and inwards towards Yushalayim, They are believed, the potters are believed, that their earthenware vessels that they made are pure. But from Modim outwards, away from Yushalayim, they're not believed. We're going to see in the, in the Gemara, what about Modim itself? So, Ketzad, what's the case? The potter who's selling his pots. If he comes inwards from Modim towards Yushalayim, he, the potter, with his pots, and the purchasers of those pots, are going to be believed that those pots are kept in a state of purity. But Yotza, as soon as he leaves that zone, he cannot be believed to tell the person, the buyer, that his pots are pure. So the Gemara says like this, Tana, it was taught in a Brisa, this town of Modi'im, Pa'amim Kalifnim, Sometimes it's treated to be within this zone, and therefore it has the state of, of believability. And sometimes it's treated to be considered outside of the zone, and therefore the potter inside of Modi'im will not be believed that his pots are clear, uh, pure. So in other words, Modi'im itself, sometimes it's people inside are believed, and sometimes not. So Kate said, how is this going to be? If the potter is leaving this zone, away from Yushalayim, and the chaver, this scrupulous person who's coming towards Yushalayim, and he's going to be eating his food from these vessels, or preparing his food in a state of purity, he's coming, nichnas, he's coming inwards of that zone, towards Yushalayim, and they meet in Modi'im, then Modi'im is Kalifnim. Then it's treated as if it's within the zone, and therefore you have the believability. The chaver can trust the potter that his pots are pure. Shnei nichnasim. But however, if both of them are coming from the outside of the zone, and they both coming towards, into this zone, and they meet at the outskirts, right in the town of Modi'im, 
or they are both leaving this zone from Yushalayim, and they're on their way out, so then, and they meet in Modi'im, then Modi'im itself is Kalachutz. Then it's treated um, like outside. Now the reason why we, we treat Modi'im, we take away the believability here, is because this Chaver, if he was on the way in, he could have waited a little bit, and he could have brought the vessels a little bit closer to Yushalayim, not right at the outskirts. And if he was leaving, so then he should have already bought the vessels from the previous towns that he went past. So why is he leaving it to the last moment? Okay, so again, if the, uh, the Chaver is coming from the, uh, the outside inwards, and the potter is leaving, this is, so to speak, you know, the Chaver is thinking to himself, this is the last opportunity. If the potter is leaving, I might not be able to buy from him on the inside. So therefore, Modi'im is given the believability. However, if they're both either coming from the outside inwards or they're both coming from the inward, inside outwards, so then there's no believability. Omar Abayah, Abayah tells us, he says, we've also taught this. We've learned this from where? From our Mishnah. Because look at our Mishnah. Our Mishnah gives us enough information that we need about Modi'im. It says like this, The Kadar, the potter, who's selling his pots, and he's coming from the outward, outside, inside, from Modi'im inwards. And we said that he's got a believability. The reason is, is because he's inside, inward of Modi'im. Ha, Modi'im gufa lo It's, we can infer from this that it's only because he was within, inwards of Modi'im. But if he was at Modi'im itself, he wouldn't be believed. That's the inference from the first statement of our Mishnah. However, Ima Sefer, the last part of our Mishnah says, Yotza, if he leaves, Einanaman, if he leaves Modi'im, he's not believed. So what does that tell us? Ha Modi'im Gufa, that sounds like if he was in Modi'im itself, Naman, he'd be believed. So we have a contradiction between the first case and the second case in our Mishnah. The first case makes it sound like Modi'im is out. It's, it's outside of the, the believability zone. The second case makes it sound like it's inside the believability, believability zone. So how is Abai going to resolve this contradiction? Rather, it must be that the Mishnah is coming along to teach us that sometimes it's inside, sometimes it's outside, like the Brysa said. The one case is where the Kadar is leaving, the Potter is leaving, and the Chavar is coming in, and therefore the Modi'im has the believability. And Khan, which is, happens to be the first part of our Mishnah, is where they are both either leaving or both coming in, and therefore Modi'im is considered to be outside of the believability zone. And the potter will not be believed. And the Gemara says, Shmamina, we do in fact learn that from our Mishnah. Tana. Abraisa teaches us, this is where we're going to see that our Mishnah is in fact a stringency by Truma over Kodesh. Because the Brayse tells us that this believability that we give, we, we give the potter, this, that, that we trust the potter that his kalim are, are pure, that's only with regards to small clay cheres for Kodesh. So they have to be earthenware kalim, they have to be dakin small, because they, they're used around the kitchen very regularly and we needed to be lenient so that people would have them. And it's only if they're going to be used in Kodesh. So the inference is, is that if it was any other type of Kli, for Kodesh it wouldn't be believed. And even if it was small earthenware kalim, if it was for Truma, 
we also wouldn't believe the, uh, the potter. So there we see the uh, uh, stringency of Truma over Kodesh. Omer Lakish, Reish Lakish says, uh, explaining the, um, the size of these vessels, that's only if they're small enough that they can be carried in one hand. Rabbi Yochanan Omer, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, even if they are not um, small enough that can be carried in one hand, even if you kind of need two hands to carry it, but if, as long as it's still considered a small vessel, it, it uh, has the believability. So Amr Reishakish, Reishakish says, That's also only um, applicable to vessels which are empty. Only if the potter is selling an empty vessel can it be believed, can he be believed that it's pure. But if the vessel is, is, has got something in it, loy then you can't believe him because you, you wouldn't be able to believe him for the purity of the food inside. So therefore, the food and the vessel have to be consistent one with the other. So therefore, if you can't believe him for the food, so then you can't believe him for the purity of the vessel either. For Rabbi Yochanan, however, Rabbi Yochanan says, even if they are full of, uh, of food, and even if his... his uh, an item of clothing is inside of it. Now, we've learned before that the item of clothing of an Amaretz is, is Tame. So, nevertheless, he says that the inside and the outside does not need to be consistent. Therefore, even though, says Rabbi Yochanan, not like Rish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan says, even though the inside, the, the food or the garments will be considered impure, nevertheless, he will be believed that the vessel itself is pure. Rabbi Yochanan agrees to Reish Lakish, that the, the liquid inside this pot would itself be considered um, Tomei, even though he is saying that the pot itself is Tahar, but Altisma, and you shouldn't be surprised by this uh, inconsistency, because again, Reish Lakish wanted that the, the inside and the outside both have the same status. If the inside is impure, then the outside, the Kli has to be impure. Rabbi Yochanan doesn't worry about that. And why isn't this a problem? Shahari Logan Malay Mashkin, because we found a case where there were flasks that were filled with liquid, um, and we ruled, and uh, with regards to a, a, a scenario where it was affected by Tumas Mace, and we said that the Logan Tumain, Tumas Shiva, that the flask itself is contaminated, it's impure for a seven day period, but the liquid inside is pure. So therefore, we see an inconsistency between the the vessel and the, uh, the, the contents of the vessel. So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan is not concerned in our case. He says, even though the Kadar is believed for the purity of the pot, he won't be believed for the purity of the insides. So he said, the Mishnah told us that there's a certain limitation of believability for potters within the zone of Modi'im towards Yerushalayim, he's believed. Outside of that, not we said modim itself is sometimes yes, sometimes not. It depends on the direction of the, the chaver and the, uh, the potter coming in or coming out. We said that this law only applies to koidesh and only applies to small vessels. We had a machloikas, whether they're small enough to be held in one hand or whether one, they're still considered small even though they have to be held in two hands. And we also had a machloikas, whether or not um, if he was selling these pots with stuff inside it, um, can we still believe him? Reishlokish said, no, once they are full, the inside is consistent with the outside, or the outside, rather, is consistent with the inside. Since the inside is impure, the outside has to also be impure. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan said, no, even though the inside is impure, 
the contents are impure, the Kli itself is pure.